hello everyone. Welcome to another trip with me down to Pine Ridge. And we're going to drop in on the 1949 season. Today we're going to uh, take a little trip to the Jotam Down store where Lum and Abner are reopening it for this season. And I've got an article about that, or at least a part of one. Um, let me uh, go look for that real quick. Hey, uh, can you get that phone real quick? i got to step out uh, and look in the closet over here. No, not the closet. Oh, don't don't worry. It's not for Burmese closet. Hold on. Just get that phone for me, right? Hello. What? I thought you just... Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. You're the boss. Here you go. Okay, some closing notes on the previous season of Lemon Abner. By the time the season ended, it was clearly not doing well uh, towards the spring, I want to say March of the year. Clarence Hartzell decided to leave the show, and I wasn't exactly sure why. I think somebody may have told me once, but... Uh, According to the Jotam Down Journal of June 1999, uh, a brief mention in there says that he wasn't fond of appearing before live audiences. Because you remember on Vic and Sade, Clarence Hartzell, uh, they didn't do that show in front of an audience. And so he was uncomfortable with that, and he decided to leave the show. Apparently, um, there were some troubles uh, I want to say in April, because that's whenever contracts typically get renewed, there was no definite word on getting things renewed, which explains a lot about this current season of 1949, where I thought the first shows that exist in early November were that way because they just got... a. Uh, they just didn't exist for October. Uh, but sure enough, as you listen to the first episode, it's definitely the season opener. And we find in this Jotam Down journal, this, this blurb here, let me just read this. Commenting on the close of the last show of the season, it says, As the theme show fades, Locke and Goff may well have been wondering if this last season was worth it. Radio and general was in trouble by this time. I would challenge that, but 1949 was also the year a bunch of people uh, bailed out and went to CBS who was trying to snap up all the radio stars. Uh, TV was not quite the powerhouse it would become, but it was definitely a growing force. Um, continuing on. On the same Sunday night in 1949, the incomparable Fred Allen broadcast his last episode, which had been killed off by the proliferation of of uh, quiz and game shows. A New York paper writing about Allen's plunging ratings used the comparison that he had been moved from the from the soft pew reserved for the frontrunners of radio to the camp stools behind Lemon Abner. <laughs> not only tell this that Alan was in trouble, but it sounds like Lemon Abner may be in trouble as well. 
looking at a very uncertain future, to be sure. Significantly, no autumn date for the Lemon Abner show's return was announced. And of course, when the show did return, it would be not, there would be a shoestring operation, and it did not make it back on the air until November of 1949. So, that is that. Uh, this is a little blurb uh, from the Jot him down journal about the season being late. It was in trouble. They had actors bail out. Roz Rogers had left the show somewhere in there to uh, sign on as a writer for Father Knows Best. And uh, honestly, though, I, I like the cast that they came up with. It solidified. Uh, there's, there are some differences. Uh, Andy Devine came on board as Moe's Moots, but by the end, of that first season, his character had changed a little bit. Uh, I think there's a note in here somewhere that says that he uh, came on kind of as kind of jovial, kind of a laughing self, but then he started doing this thing where he came up with sad stories about things happening, uh, which I didn't notice at the end of that season, but um, I'm sure he did. But for sure in November, for one thing, he, he still has a knack of telling those sad stories, but he's known now as Andy Devine, not Moe's Moots. But I like the, the cast of Andy and Opie and uh, Zuzu, uh, yeah, Zuzu, Zazu Pitts, that's her name, and the ones that they do have. They do a really good job. They work together well. I, I really like that team, and I wish it would have lasted. It, it was just a rough time, to be sure. Did you just hang up on Keith? Yeah, so what? That wasn't very nice. What wasn't very nice? Just now, when David hung up on you on the telephone. What do you mean? I've been in the closet over there. I never could find that article. I wonder what happened to it. But wasn't that you on the phone? Didn't you just call on the phone? Huh? I didn't call anybody. But you just, the phone. Yeah. It rang, and you said to. You read that article from the June Jot M. Down Journal, from 1999. I don't know what you're talking about. How did he do that? Well, <laughs> whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, here's the show. This is from uh, November the 2nd, 1949, and it's titled The Feud. So let's see how Lemon Abner. Uh, deals with uh, reopening the store, being friends again, to the point of being sickening, if you ask me. <laughs> but take it away. The Lumman Abner Show. With your old favorite, Zazu Fitz, Andy Devine, music by Opie Kate, and starring Lum and Abner. Well, I grant.
Annie's Abner put her there. You old rascal. <laughs> I ain't seen you all summer. Well. Well, you're sure a sight for sore eyes. How have you been? Well. You're sure looking good. What'd you do on your vacation? Well. Annie's, I... I'll bet you enjoyed it. Too. <laughs> How's your woman, Elizabeth? Why, she. Abner, old pal, you, you don't know what it does to me just to hear your voice. Well, give me a chance to use it. Dog, as I ain't sure I got one yet. Yeah, let me look at you, Abner. <laughs> yeah, stand back there on the porch. Yeah, back a little farther. Hi, Granny, you sure look good. Back a little farther. <laughs> Is this far enough? <laughs> Still showing off, ain't you, Abner? Well, get up and let me shake your hand. Yeah. Well, how do you do? Oh, I tell you, Abner, I sure missed you this summer. Missed the store, too. Missed opening up in the morning. Missed sweeping out. Missed putting up delivers. You missed all that when you was here. <laughs> well, come on, let's get the store opened up again. Yeah, let's get it open up. Yeah, it's the time. Give me the key. Uh-huh. The key. <laughs> A key. Yeah. Oh. Granny, you had me scared there for a minute. I thought you didn't have it. <laughs> I don't. Well, where is it? I left it under the mat. Abner, you idiot. Do you mean to tell me you left the store all summer with the door key under the mat? Anybody could have found it and walked right in. Now, wait just a minute. I ain't such an idiot. I left it under the mat on the inside of the store. Well, <laughs> well I was going to say, inside the store... Yeah. Well, for goodness sakes, how are we going to get in? Now, don't go flying off the handlebars. I thought of that, too. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> I just left the door open. Abner, how can a place that's been closed all summer get so dirty? Had a pretty good start when we left. <laughs> well, we better get busy and clean it up. Yeah, it sure is a mess, all right. Yeah, we can't sell this canned goods all covered with dust. We might have a special sale on it and get rid of it. Who'd want to buy dust? Nobody. What do you want to have a sale on it for, then? I don't want to have a sale on it. Good. Glad you changed your mind. Here, we we got a lot of work to do. Look at that calendar. Still got July on it. Uh -huh. <laughs> Tear it off. It's been here ever since we closed up the store. Yeah, all right. Sure hate to do it. Looky there. It's a picture of that Indian sitting on his horse. Abner, hurry up. All right. Huh. For August, they got the Indian getting off of the horse. <laughs> Will you please get to November? Yeah. Well, look at November. What's the matter with it? The horse is sitting on the ending. Turn it over, silly. You got it upside down. Oh, what's the matter with me there? November 1949, ending on top. 1949. You know something, Abner? Me and you have known each other for a long time. Yeah. I know it seems like a long time. Yeah, there's nothing like true friendship. No. Especially if it's with somebody you like. Seeing a feller day after day. Yeah, that's the worst part. Working side by side in complete accord. Yeah, just like a team of mules. Never an argument. Never even a disagreement. No, sir, just oh. think of that, Abner. Never an argument or even a disagreement for 40 years. Oh, Lum, it's been at least 45. No, Abner, 40. It's 45. 40. 45. 40. Wait a minute, what difference does it make? The important thing is that me and you've been friends a long time. Yeah. And if you say 45 one more time, I'm going to whop you right on top of the head. 
All right. Oh, Al. And don't be sarcastic. Get busy. We've got to get this place cleaned up. 45, 45, 45, What did you 45, say? 45. Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Just saying, it's good to be back working together again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like we always did. <laughs> well, get the broom and sweep out. That's right. Just like we always did. <laughs> I don't know whether you noticed it or not, but one of us mules does all the sweeping. <laughs> Both of us mules can't... Dad gummit, stop calling me a mule. I never called you a mule. You was the one that... Now, wait, wait a minute, Admiral. Let's uh, don't get into no argument. Recollect, we've been friends for 40 years. 45. I said 40. And I said 45. I know you did, and you recollect what I said I was going to do to you if you said it one more time. I don't care 40 or 45, either one. It's the way you honor too many, as far as I'm concerned. And me, too. I'm just as ashamed of it as you are. You are not. I am, no, too, no, no, and no, no, I don't no. need no little smart aleck like you to tell me how long we've been wait, six wait, good wait, friends. Wait, 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 Simmer down. Here comes a customer. We can fight out our friendship some other time. <laughs> it's, it's O.P.K. Yeah, we ain't saw him since last June. If me and you hadn't been friends for so long, I'd say it was last July. Yeah, Bounty, he'd be tickled to death to see us. <laughs> He's a high strang. You know how excited he gets. Yeah, well, howdy, Opie, old pal. Hello. <laughs> see you there, Lum. I told you he was high strang. <laughs> My Uncle Luke sent me over to get something. Well, forget it. Tell us about yourself, Opie. Oh, I better not. You know how mad Uncle Luke gets. Oh, all right. What did he want? I forget. It don't make no difference, no way. Tell us what you've been doing all summer. Yeah, you still working over at Luke's lunchroom? Well, not regular, and I ain't going to neither till he takes back what he said. What'd he say? He said I was fired. <laughs> well, I don't blame you. What'd he get his back up about? Oh, he blames me because he had to stop serving the blue plate special. Well, what's the matter? Couldn't you recollect what went on it? No, it wasn't exactly that. I broke it. <laughs> I got even with him, though. The next day I went in and he sold me one of them businessmen's lunches. What's wrong with that? Well, he's going to get in trouble over it because since he canned me, I ain't a businessman no more. <laughs> yeah, if that gets out, old Luke, he's liable to get himself into trouble. Oh, don't be silly, Abner. They've been bootlegging them businessmen's lunches around here for years. <laughs> You know, it, it looks like everything went wrong for me this summer. I didn't even get to go to New York. Well, Opie, I never even know what you're aiming on going to New York. Oh, yes, sir. I've always wanted to see that place. I took that job so I could save enough money to make the trip, but when the time come, I couldn't leave because I was working. Oh, that's too bad. Well, it would have been, but uh, Gomer Bates, he helped me out. Oh, did Gomer work for you? No, he made the trip for me. Give him the money you'd saved and let him make the trip? Well, I told you, I was working. Well, Opie, you could have went later. You know, <laughs> that kind of come to me one day while he was gone. <laughs> it took him five days and nights to get there, but it was worth it. He sure saw all the sights. Yeah, I hope he got to ride on the subway. He did, and he said after seeing that thing, he'd never set another gopher trap as long as he lived. <laughs> Dog is what I'd love to see is that Atlantic Ocean. Well, Gomer, he saw it. He went out to see the Queen Mary. Said he stood around there all day long, but she never got off the boat. <laughs> did he see the Holland Tunnel? Mommy told you it just went as far as New York. <laughs> 
Brown Colonel is in New York. Bogey, somebody sure pulled a boner, didn't they? <laughs> then Gomer, he spent five more days and nights getting back home. Well, Opie, how did he like New York? Oh, he liked it all right. He says they got all the modern improvements there. Sunk a lot of money in it. But he don't think it'll ever be a success. It's just too far away. <laughs> Jot them down, stores just clean as a whistle. Yeah. This shows how much two understanding partners can do working side by side. Yeah. Wait a minute. Don't sit down there. Let's be sure everything's done. Uh-huh. I'm going to check your work, and you can check mine. All right. Uh, first, we'll check what I did. Well, that's over. Now, let's check what I did. <laughs> well, you can't do that now, because here, here comes a customer. Oh, him. Yeah. Is this contour nephew of mine, Opie, been in here? Every time Howdy, I... Luke. Howdy, Lump. Every time I send that strapping legged nincompoop out for something, he always... Howdy, Luke. Howdy, Abner. Forget what he went after. Well, Luke, old boy, I'm sure glad to see you. Why? I don't owe you any money. My credit's good. What do you take me for, a deadbeat? Well, Luke, I just said I was... I have to get into where a man can't walk in this store without being accused of not paying his bills. I'd trade summers else if I didn't know everybody in town. <laughs> Luke, just simmer down. Your eyes are bugged out like a tromped on toad frog. That's fine. First you accuse me of not paying my bills, and then you insult me. Why, you Luke, little... Luke, Luke, calm yourself. Abner never meant to insult you, and we didn't accuse you of not paying your bills. We know you always pay us cash on the barrel head. Barrel head. That reminds me I gotta find that nephew of mine. <laughs> and when I do, I'm gonna hit him on top of the head so hard he'll have to unbutton his shoes to see out. <laughs> Little squirt like you couldn't reach that high. Well, I can use a bucket. You couldn't stand on a bucket and hit him. No, but I can ram it down over his head and hang on for handles. Goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, such a temper. Him and Opie don't get along at all, do they? Fight something wonderful. Yeah, they argue when they talk in their sleep. <laughs> that mean you don't have to worry about getting along with one another. Yeah, well, yeah. We've been friends for years. Never an argument. Well, now, we did have one little argument once, Lom. When was that? Well, you recollect, oh, a couple of years ago. That was the silliest thing. <laughs> We even took a rope and divided the store in half. Okay. <laughs> sure, I recollect yeah, that. Running right down through the center of it. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago when we was young and foolish. Yeah. <laughs> you sure put one over on me that time. What do you mean? Well, see, that time you give me the side of the store with all the bathing suits on it. What's the matter with that? We sell a lot of bathing suits. Not in December, we don't. <laughs> we ain't going to argue about that now. We've been friends for too long too long. Well, I didn't mean it that way. What I'm trying to say is you're the best friend a man ever had. No, 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 Lum. You're the best friend a man ever had. I am not. You are. No, no, you are. No, you are. Now, when I was so sick in bed that time, who was it come over and give me my medicine? Oh, well, I did, but if I'd have been the right kind of friend, I would have taken it for you. (laughs) Well, Emmy, you you did make the face. Well, yeah. But, Lum, if we're going to talk about who done what for who... When I needed that personal loan from the finance company, who was that co-signed for me? Well, I did, but if I'd have been a real friend, I'd have given you the money. You gave the money to the finance company when I didn't pay it. (laughs) 
paying them had nothing to do with friendship. It was either pay it or go to jail. <laughs> Mom, you can talk all day, but you'll never convince me. I tell you, you're the best friend a man ever had. No, I ain't, Abner. You are. Lom Edwards, you're twice as good a friend to me as I am to you. Why, I am not. You're a better friend than I could ever hope to be. I'm no such a thing. Nobody could be as fine as you are. Nobody but you, and you're fine. I ain't no such a yes, thing. Yes, you no, are. No, 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 no. You want to be so stubborn-headed. Stubborn-headed? That's a fine thing. One minute I'm the best friend a man ever had, the next I'm a stubborn-headed. Now make up your mind. Well, you're the most stubborn-headed best friend a man ever had. <laughs> no, no, you're the most stubborn-headedest best friend a man ever had. No, you are. No, you are. No, sir, you are the one. Abner. Huh? Er, huh? Abner, it's just like I said, we ain't going to argue no more now. It's ridiculous. I know it. We've got to put an end to it. I'm first. Now, hand me that rope. The rope? Yeah, and this will make it final. Well, ain't hanging yourself a little too final? I ain't going to hang myself, you honor little varmint. I'm dividing up the store again. Abner Peabody, don't you dare cross that rope. You stay on your own side of the store. My lunch is on your side. Well, eat something out of your own side of the store. How can I? All I got is shoes and hardware. If you get hungry enough, eat one of them big donuts hanging on the wall. <laughs> them ain't donuts. They're horse collars. They're going to start looking like donuts to you by the time I get through with you. Huh. I'm going to run you right out of business. I'd just like to see you do it. Yeah, you'll see it. I'll cut prices. I'll cut them, too. I'll put on a dollar day. I'll put on a half dollar day. I'll have the biggest fire sale this town's ever saw. Oh, you can't. The matches are on my side of the store. <laughs> you wait. I'll show you. I'll get every customer that comes in this store, and I'm starting right now. How do you do? 
I'm Miss Pitts. Right this way, Miss Pitts, for lower prices and a square deal. Yeah, you get a better deal over here. Trade with Honest Abner, never on their soul. Why from Madman Edwards? My side of the store is out of the high rent district. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Oh, dear. I wish somebody would listen to me. I'm from the County Home Economics Bureau. The county has asked me to instruct you on the subject of ten red-hot suggestions for a cold winter. <laughs> suggestion number one. Suggestion number one, buy from Lumetters. Suggestion number two, don't listen to suggestion number one. Gentlemen, please, why can't you cooperate? I was just over at the Pomroy's, and Mr. Pomroy was very helpful. Well, Mr. Pomroy ain't burdened down with a mule-headed partner like I am. Aren't you forgetting, Mrs. Pomroy? <laughs> no, I seen her Halloween night to had her standing in the window with a candle in her mouth. <laughs> the county feels that in order to be warm all winter, it's necessary to lay in a good supply of coal. If you want to lay in good coal, buy it from Honest Abner. Be comfortable. I've got soft coal. Don't buy your coal from him. You'll get a dirty deal every time. It ain't coal. Dirty. A winter clothing. Always wear a good grade of long woolen underwear. Windows. For proper ventilation, keep the bottoms up and the tops down. Ah. Uh. <laughs> oh, I, I'd like to point out that this has nothing to do with the long woolen underwear. Step right over here. Buy your underwear from Smiling Abner Peabody. Yeah, he smiles at you when you're buying, laughs at you when you leave. Gentlemen, please. A cure for frostbitten ears. Now, just a minute, Miss Pitt. Well, now, if you'll kindly get me a large tub of ice, I'll demonstrate the remedy. Well, what do you want with a tub of ice on a day like this? Well, I have to... Oh, dear me. That reminds me. I've got to get right over to the Pomroy's. I thought you'd done been over there. That's just it. I left Mr. Pomroy with his head packed in ice. <laughs> Why, in the name of common sense, would you do a thing like that? Well, you can't cure a man of frostbite until you get him frostbit. <laughs> Keep away from that phone, Mr. Peabody. I'll answer it. Not so fast, Mr. Edwards. The phone happens to be on my side of the store. Wait a minute. Now, this is going too far. I pay half the bill, and part of that phone's mine. I don't care. You ain't crossing that rope, Buster. Now, listen here. If there's anything going on on that phone, I got a right to know what it is. Well, if you're that dad blame nosy, I'll tell you. But you got to stay on your side of the rope. Hello. Jot them down, store Abner. Peabody's half doing the talking. <laughs> Hello. This is Opie Cates. Who is it? He says it's Opie Cates. What'd you say? It's Opie Cates. Well, that's funny. You know, you got the same name as me. <laughs> no, this is Abner Peabody. Oh, hello, Abner. What'd you say? Hello, Abner. What'd you say? Hello, Abner. <laughs> well, there ain't no Abner here. You must have the wrong number. <laughs> this is Abner. Now, Opie, what do you want? Oh, well, I finally remembered what Uncle Luke sent me over there for. I want a sack of sugar. What's he saying now? He wants a sack of sugar. What'd you say, Abner? You want a sack of sugar. Who told you? <laughs> Opie, you told me. Well, news sure gets around fast in this town. Oh, no. Well, anyway, send the sugar right over, will you? What'd he say? Send the sugar right over. 
What'd you say, Abner? I said send the sugar right over. Oh, well, look, Abner, you better call up somebody else. I'm all out of sugar myself. <laughs> so long. So long. <laughs> What'd he say? He said he was all out of sugar and you better call somebody else. Me? I never ordered sugar from him. If I wanted sugar, I'd call the wholesale house. Well, what are you leading him on for, then? Just like one of your underhanded tricks. Underhanded? You're the only underhanded barman around here. Well, hey, that's a fine way to greet an old friend when he walks into your store. Oh, I didn't mean you, Andy. No, he meant me. I'm underhanded. Oh, so you got the rope up again, huh? Yep, right down the middle. Divided up the store. Gosh, fellas, I hate to see this. You've been friends for too long. Forty years. Forty-five. Forty. Forty-five. Wait a minute. Forty-five. 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 I can't out-holler you, fellas. My voice just ain't been the same since the sand and gravel strike. <laughs> ain't gonna get you nowhere. Well, this argument ain't my fault. Andy Abner started it. I never done no such a thing. He started I it. I did not. He started huh. it. He can't get along with nobody. He even fights with his woman, Elizabeth. I do not. I've got all the respect in the world for that sweet little woman. <laughs> Special her left hook. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I came in here to buy something. Well, if you want a fair deal, Andy, you better trade on my side of the no, store. No, no, Andy, right this way. You don't have to go where to get cheated. Prices are lower on this side, Andy. No fancy fixtures, no big overhead. My over here ain't got any fixtures and no big head at all. <laughs> Just a minute, fellas. Now, hold it. You know, I hate to see you two fighting this way. I want to be friends with both of you. So I'll be buy something from each of you. I'll be with you in a second, Abner. Yeah, you better watch him, Andy. If he starts to weigh anything, why, nail his thumbs to the counter. <laughs> Don't pay no attention to him, Andy. What, what can I do for you? Well, now, listen, Lum. I never actually wanted to buy anything. You never? No, I just wanted a chance to tell you that I'm on your side. Yeah, huh? Why, sure. I think you're absolutely right. Well, thank you, Andy. Lum, I don't see how you got along with that ornery little varmint for as long as you did. Don't listen to him, Andy. Don't let him turn you again, me. <laughs> he's, a, he's the most disagreeable yard dog in town. Everybody says Oh, that. I know it, I know it. Why, Lum, dividing up this store was the smartest thing that you ever did. That's a time. Take up for me, Andy. <laughs> now, now, if he was real smart, you'd get out of business with him altogether. Granny, Andy, you're more on my side than I am myself. Well, why shouldn't I be? Now, look, you're an honest man. It, it just takes one look at Abner to know what he is. Yeah, or what do you mean by that? Well, look at him. Those shifty eyes. He'd cheat you in a minute. Oh, I don't much think Abner Oh, say, there's a dishonest man if I ever seen one. Say, you remember the time the money was missing out of the collection plate at the church? Now, hold on there, and There's lots of things you can say about Abner, but you can't call him unhonest. Well, I wouldn't put it past him. Now, looky here, Andy Devine. You can't say that about my best friend. If you want to talk about Abner, go somewhere else. Get out of my side of the store. But let on, get. All right, if that's the way you feel about yeah, it. Now you're getting smart, Andy. Come over here where you'll get a fair deal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Andy, old 
friend, what can I do for you? Well, listen, Abner, I didn't actually want to buy anything. Huh? I just wanted a chance to tell you that I'm on your side. Oh, good for you. <laughs> I know I could depend on you. Yeah. You know, Abner, I don't see how you got along with that ornery varmint as long as you did. He's the most disagreeable yard dog in this whole town. I know it. I know it. Abner, dividing that thing <laughs> was the smartest thing that you ever did. Cut. Now, if you was real smart, you'd get out of business with them all together. Oh, I wish that lump could hear this. <laughs> After all, Abner, now you're an honest man. Yeah. It just takes one look at that lump to tell what he is. Just one, huh? Yes, sir. Let me look. Move over. <laughs> look at him. Look at him. Yeah. Those shifty eyes. He'd cheat you in a minute. Oh, I don't know. It might take him longer than that. He's slow. <laughs> There's a dishonest man if I ever did see one. Look at him, listen, old big ears. Look at him. <laughs> remember the time? Just remember the time the money was missing out of the collection plate at the church? Now, wait a minute. You ain't incinerating it long, taking it. Well, I wouldn't put it past Oh, you. you went too far, Andy Devine. Get out of my half a store. Go on, go on. Get out, get just... out, you big tub of blubber outside. <laughs> Let me shake your hand, Lum. That was mighty nice of you to take up from me. Oh, that's all right, old friend. You can always depend on me. He had it coming to him after the things he said about you. What did he say about me? Well, I hate to tell you this, Abner, but he tried to incinerate that you was unhonest. Why, that snake in the weeds, he said the same thing about you. He did. Why, we ought to catch him and beat the everlasting daylights out of him. I thought he was our friend. <laughs> look at him walking down the road there laughing his silly head off. Big, fat, smart aleck. Yeah, look at him. Turn around, wave. Go on, get back to that broken down barber shop where you belong. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Grannies, I believe I see what he was doing. Huh? <laughs> well, if we ain't a couple of old ninnies. Oh, we ain't so old, Lum. <laughs> well, don't you see what he was up to? Huh? He done all of that on a purpose, just to bring us to our senses. Well, I'll be a polka-dotted possum. Granny, <laughs> <laughs> it worked, too. Here we are, back together again. <laughs> bless his heart. Bless his little fat heart. <laughs> Return in just a moment. Benny and Bergen and Skelton and all the rest. You can't beat CBS on Sunday nights. And Mondays, there's Godfrey, my friend Irma, Lux Radio Theater. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. This fall, you hear them all on CBS. And right in the middle of your week, Wednesday nights, it's no exception. Wednesdays, that's when Derbingle the Crosby brings his incomparable fun and singing. When Groucho Marx brings you his hilarious quiz, You Bet Your Life. When George Burns and Gracie Allen bring you their great domestic comedy. And Lum and Abner bring you the zany happenings on the Jotham Down store. Yes, all come your way on most of these CBS stations. Sure enough, this fall you really hear them all on CBS. Tune in, tune in this fall for the show that you love best of all. Listen carefully, here's the address. It's CBS. CBS. <laughs> Granny, 
Miss Abner. It's good to be friends again. Oh, that argument was just plumb silly. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> yeah, go on, take the rope down. Well, Mom, you put it up, you take it down. Well, I did the work of putting it up. You take it down. You put it up, you take it down. No, sir, you... All right, Granny, just leave it right where it is. Yeah, right over this way. Trade with honest hands. Mad oh. man is recording. Music of Opie Cates, written by Betty Boyle and Jay Summers, and directed by Larry Burns. Lum and Abner Knight, George and Gracie Knight, Groucho Knight, Bing Crosby Knight. You could give any of these names to Wednesday nights on CBS and you'd be so right. So let's just call it Bing Crosby, Groucho Marx, George and Gracie Allen, Lum and Abner Knight, and remember to be here for us all on most of these same stations next Wednesday night and every night this fall. Wendell Nile speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.